0: What's up, Painless Flipping podcast listeners? Before we dive into today's episode, I've got something special for you. Recently, I had the pleasure of joining an amazing podcast, and I wanted to share that conversation with you all. It's a fantastic discussion you won't want to miss. So without further ado, let's jump into that crossover episode and hear what we had to say. Enjoy. Welcome to
1: another episode of A Canadian Investing in the US. This week, my guest is Nathan Payne. Uh, Nathan, uh, let's introduce yourself to the audience. I think it's a feel like it's know you a little bit maybe some of your background story yeah
0: yeah i appreciate you having me on here and by the way uh what part of canada are you from
1: uh i i live outside of waterloo so it's probably like an hour hour and a half west of toronto so over on that side
0: check this out my wife is uh from Lindsay, uh peterborough like the whitby area up north i don't know if you know that but uh, i go there like two three times a year uh, I love Canada. Yeah, we fly into Toronto. We, we get picked up by her dad, and we just, it's like two hours uh, north. I think it's northeast. And yeah, I love, I love that area. It's great.
1: Gonna come in the summer when it's nice. <laughs> I,
0: I love, I love going in the summer. We go to lakes, we do a bunch of stuff. Even in the winter, it's fun because we go like snowshoeing and ice skating, playing hockey. My brother in law's got like a little rink uh, that he makes snow like a ice skating rink or whatever you want to call it um but yeah so anyway i i love canada i love canadians you know thanks for having me on here but to, to, to let people know who i am my name is nathan Payne. I, I live in currently live in salt lake city utah i've been wholesaling and uh, investing in real estate uh fixing flips rentals for almost five years now and uh yeah just had no experience in real estate four or five years ago. I had a sales background doing door to door sales for several years. I uh, didn't want to do that anymore, so I was like, "What can I do that will make good money?" And I applied for two jobs. Uh, and I had put on the suit. I went there, and they they looked at me like they didn't think I was that cool. In my opinion, maybe that was just a maybe that was just a thought I had. But I was like, "Yo, forget this. I don't want to interview for any more jobs. They don't know who I am." It's kind of like a I was a prideful. You know, I've been trying to overcome the pride, but when I was interviewing, I was like, "Man, they don't, they don't know I'm the I could be great," and they they they're wanting to interview more people, so forget that. So I just went into uh, went into working for myself, and I went into wholesaling, and that's that's how I'm here.
1: That's awesome. So yeah, I I that's how I knew you as a wholesaler. Um, I actually didn't know you were Mm -hmm. doing fix and flip stuff, but that's cool too. Um, so I wanted to get into the wholesaling stuff, but before that, like honestly, I don't know anything about Utah, like you want to just give us a quick like rundown with yeah. what kind of price points are, you know, um, what's, what's like, you know, I usually mostly do fix and flip. So you don't, probably don't know a lot about tenancy law or whatever, if it's easy to evict or raise rents or anything like that. But oh. I, I just never, I don't know anything about Utah. I think that's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you all about it. So Utah is pretty similar to the Toronto market. Obviously Toronto to city cities like fire, it's hot, right? So like, uh, even right now the prices are high, but, the, um, same with utah prices are you know you got a like let's say 2000 square foot house in the in the area where i live it's like 600,000 a little you know depends like but uh the price points aren't don't get too low yep. i think the lowest you'll probably see is like probably like two, the 300,000s um the uh uh tenant vacants like to evict it's not not very difficult um you you can give them i think like a uh, 7 days or uh, it depends if you'd go through like the process, but uh, it's pretty easy to evict people. You Raising rents, pretty simple for my rentals. It's you have a rental agreement and then, you know, if you need it, it, it raises every every year. Depends, you know, there's some landlords that will be like, I don't want to mess with it. Just keep it the same and not change it. But uh, Utah is uh, it's a desert. So uh, it's we have like giant mountains that are the Rocky Mountains so we go there skiing it's weird because it's like a desert but it snows a lot um uh, but as you go deeper like further south in Utah it's like all like a flattened desert like they have what's called Zion National Park they have a bunch of national parks here i think five five national parks and they're they're beautiful so utah's a beautiful place for outdoors uh but uh it's not not that much going on a lot of people don't think it's that exciting of a place it's not like new york or atlanta where you got like a bunch of cool stuff to do or toronto but uh, yeah utah's great i love it here
1: awesome that's cool yeah i'm always interested in new markets i'm like there's there's so many places to invest in the u.s um so Mm -hmm. back to the the wholesaling front right and i know you uh you are a coach for you teach how to do wholesaling um so a lot of people who are listening to this podcast, they're they're Canadians. Um, the it's gotten really tough to do it here, um, and there's a lot of advantages mm-hmm. to going and, and doing these. This in the US, doing wholesaling, doing burrs, fix and flips, whatever, right? Um, right, right. So maybe let's let's talk about a little bit. Uh, maybe some tips on how the wholesaling works, how you do it, um, uh, what kind of marketing you kind of push.
0: Like, what, what do you got? What, how's your sort of system run? So I do I do things a little differently than they teach like uh, traditionally. So traditionally they'll tell you to go and find a deal. They're like, hey, if you go find a deal, you'll be able to find a buyer. That's traditionally what they say, right? They're like, uh, just yeah. But the problem is, is location is such an important factor in uh, wholesaling. Like, if if you find a deal, right? What is a deal? It's not really a deal if no one wants to buy it in that city, right, or that area. And I found that out the hard way as I went nationwide and I did the virtual thing and I still do it, but I I know how to do it better, but going to find a deal first, it can waste, you can waste a lot of money and time. So what I teach people and for your Canadians that are watching, um, you would definitely want to be strategic on what market you, you target right first, because if you're, if you're like, "Mm, I live, uh, you know, I live pretty close to the border. If you're Canadian, I live pretty close to the border to Montana, for example, uh, let me do a deal there. Well, there's not a lot of investor activity in Montana, right? So if you want to wholesale there, the chances of you finding a good deal that you could wholesale quickly, it's probably gonna be a little bit more difficult if you just in, in Montana versus going to LA, right? Los Angeles. Yeah. So what I teach is find your market, study, like uh, find the right market, find buyers there that, you know, their criteria and then start marketing. Uh, and, and most people would be like, well, that's should be the way you do it. Right. But that's not how they really teach it. They tell you to just find a deal. So I say, Hey, find your buyers first, understand your market, then start spending money or time finding a deal because that now you understand what you're working to find people, what you're working to get people. Right.
1: Yeah. I like that. And, um, so I've had many, I usually buy from wholesalers. So I've, I've been on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. I've done a little wholesaling when sometimes I'm talking direct to seller, I'll assign it. Not my specialty though, right? Um, so mm-hmm. when you're, you're you're meeting these people, you're, you're having conversations about, you know, where you're interested in buying and trying to see if, you know, it'd be a fit to be your buyers. Like what kind of criteria you're looking for? Like what, what do you want out of them?
0: So I, I want to know, like if I were to find them a property specifically in the area they want. Like, can they close on it now or or are they do they have too much on their plate, right? Because if they do, then I, I need to find someone else, yeah. right, that I can work with. So the question would be like, okay, it, hypothetically, if I had a property today, would you be able to close on it in seven days if it was a good deal? Yeah. If they're like, I, I can't, then it's like, okay, then that's something I need to know. And you say, okay, if I can find you a property uh, where would you want it? Would you want it on the east side of the highway in Salt Lake City or would you on the west side of the highway? Right. So now you're able to determine a little bit more what you're looking for. And with with a, a a better idea of what your buyer wants, you're able to find deals more quickly than just having like a broad range of like, OK, you, you want a three, two in Utah. Well, there's a lot of those. So let me narrow this down a little bit.
1: Yeah. Well. I, also yeah, I'm picturing cuz of the the price point that these are kind of like um cuz I don't know anything about Utah. So to you know mm-hmm. mind my negligence. Um but it's uh it's okay. I'm, I'm picturing like Florida, right? Where there they are like, you know, 20, 30-year-old kind of houses, something like that is that 600 sort of range, something something like that anyway. That's what that's what my is, uh my head's doing anyway for for thoughts.
0: Yeah, so that sounds about right uh, other than the weather, right? I wish it, we were in Florida, but <laughs> it's a, just a little different. <laughs> Yeah. our our weather actually kind of mirrors your weather uh, in the in, in the sense of winter, right? Like it's it snows a lot here. And, oh, okay. Yeah.
1: That's interesting. All right. So um mm-hmm. people want to do some wholesaling. They they went through, they've went, went and built their list, they've had some conversations, they found some people they're interested. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that is the best way because that's uh, because I am an active buyer. So a lot of people are like, hey, mm-hmm. what exactly are you buying so they can market the right spots? so right. what kind of marketing do you push especially for people who are listening to this which will be doing like more distance um like distance um uh, wholesaling so they probably wouldn't be doing like bandit signs for instance
0: right so virtual wholesaling is what we call it but yeah. distance marketing too uh-huh. so it really depends I've done every single marketing channel out there. They all work. That's the problem with telling you someone to pick one because they all work if you do enough. But I err on the side of like leveraging relationships and um, not spending money. That's what I want to do, especially if you're brand new. You you might struggle with networking because you don't know what to say, but you also, I want to teach you how to do it so you don't have to spend money. Because my first year of wholesaling, I think in the first six months, I made like $96,000, right? So that's good money. But I also spent a lot of money on marketing because I didn't know what I was doing. So I was just spending money on mailers. I hired cold calling teams. I was texting. So when you hear that people make a lot of money in wholesaling or can, that's great. But then you got to be like, well, how much did you spend to get those deals? Or how much was your marketing spend? Like, what was your profit? And that's, that's what I'm trying to teach people is, yes, you can make good money, but you can't you don't want to spend yourself into like a, uh, into a bad spot. And that's what a lot of wholesaling companies do is, you know, they'll spend like 20, 30, 40,000 in marketing. They'll make six figures, but if they don't do that consistently, they'll be in a bad position, yep. right? It, like two months of not getting a deal or being able to recoup your marketing spend. You can be go out of business. So what I teach people as I say, hey, learn how to get deals effectively and efficiently in the most profitable way possible, and that's through, uh, you know, JVing, which is joint venturing. It's using seeing other wholesalers' deals and c- working with them. Joint venturing is the word, and yeah. bringing your buyer that you have a good relationship with. So that's the way I do deals with no marketing spend. I I, I see deals that come across my email. I see deals on on uh, social media. I see deals online, and I say, hey. Uh, if I brought a buyer to that deal, would you be open to uh, splitting the wholesale fee or do- partnering? They're like, yeah, sure. So with my relationship that I have with my buyer, I can take that wholesaler that's doing it in my opinion, the wrong way. He doesn't know his buyer. He's just went and found a deal and I can att- bring those two together and make money with no money. Right. And yeah. less time. So I JV a lot. I make offers on the MLS a lot. It doesn't require marketing spend. Yeah. I, uh, what else is there? Uh, you can make virtual bandit signs on Facebook groups, um, yep. neighborhood Facebook groups in the United States. That a lot of these neighborhoods, if you target them specifically, have um, you know people that are in in neighborhoods, not not investors, but like people live in neighborhoods, and you can say, hey, I'm looking to buy a house in this area. Who who knows who's who's selling, or who knows someone that's selling. So this, I have like about like five or ten different strategies to do deals with little to no spend. So. It really That's just awesome. depends um, which which one you want to do.
1: Yeah, the other thing is a lot of people are busy. They have like they have jobs. They you know they may have jobs, right? <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. um, you know people want the easy way out, right? They always want the easy way out. So you mentioned cold callers. There, I am assuming like when you mentioned when you when you call them cold callers, you I'm assuming you're training someone to do this for you. Am I right there uh, you
0: can't you, you can I I don't I use uh I net, I network with a company in Egypt um, there's a guy named Daniel he owns a, a company called Wazowski's, uh and this guy he me and him are pretty cool so I use I, I used to have 10 cold callers that I would pay for it was like six bucks an hour per cold caller
1: when I started investing in the US I did it by myself and had to go through the growing pains of doing that glensutherlandcom slash coaching. A 12-week coaching program done one hour per week over Zoom from the comfort of your own home. Classes are kept to five people to be able to answer everyone's questions. Shortcut the process. Make fewer mistakes. Curriculum available at glensutherlandcom slash coaching.
0: So what, what I was saying is uh, I had cold callers, uh, but then... Because the market shifted, I didn't want to pay for the marketing, kind of like how I'm telling you I want to do this for free and be more profitable. So I I, uh, called Wazowski's, and I called Daniel and said, hey, Daniel, if I can can close deals that you bring to me, let's do a rev share. If any deals that I make, instead of me just paying you for your service, let's just split the fee that I get. So now for cold calling… I don't pay for my cold callers. Other people would, right? Because they yeah. don't have that relationship that I have with Daniel. But I'm again, I'm telling you guys through relationships, you can be very profitable in this business if you do it the right way, right?
1: Yeah, no, it's, this is actually the smart way to do it too, right? By building those relationships off the start, um, you don't have to hire all these people. You don't have to train all these people. You don't necessarily have to do all the same calling, um, for the leads and negotiating the deals. Um, you can leverage other people's deals and be
0: the part that they're missing in their, their business. Right. Which is awesome. Exactly. Right? Yeah. When, when I first started wholesaling, you know, m- most people, when they get into this, they think they have to do everything on their own. So when I first started, I got a dialer and I called eight hours a day. Right. I was just going, going, going. And that's what most people are taught to do. They're like, okay, go out and grind. But because I've been in this business a while, I know that, um, you can, with relationships, you can leverage other people, you can leverage, you know, other people's willingness to work and find deals. So, but this, it might take time to get to that point, but I'm just letting you know, that's what my business looks like.
1: This just dawned on me too. Cause you're talking about like doing this, um, in the Utah, the price point's a little higher, right? So, do you have a, mm-hmm. find it like uh, a little bit more difficult for? Because typically, when you set a seven-day close, that's typically cash, right? So, right. Like, hard money can't usually act, run that fast. Um, so, uh, is that a challenge, right, in a, in a more expensive market to find cash buyers that can close those kinds of things in cash?
0: No, no <laughs> not really. Here, it's it's so it's so normal here. Uh... Our hard money lender guys, if it's a deal, even if it's at a high price point, even if it's a million, uh, but it's like the ARV is like 3 million. Like these, these guys have access to unlimited funds almost. So I think the fastest we've ever done a deal was in two days, uh, where a hard money lender was able to get us the funds and close a title. So, um yeah That's it's incredible. it's very possible it's very easy yeah yeah uh, the, i work with like a great team gt titles great matt strong's great so uh if we have a deal we can get it done quick
1: yeah you might have mentioned title companies right um are in utah they pretty
0: tight uh pretty friendly with the wholesaling or do you have to kind of shop around to find a good one yeah i've Ever since I got into wholesaling, I got introduced to the right people, so I haven't really had to venture too far off from who I work with to to, to talk to other cow companies and see if they'd be okay working with me. But uh, the ones that I work with, yeah, super super friendly to work with. Awesome, um, cool. Uh, that's a kind
1: of lo- that's what I just I said I was writing down this, but I kind of had for ideas. Um, but I love this. I I love because um, you know, it's you're building a system, you're you're networking. Those are my favorite parts of of real estate um my favorite, my least favorite parts are getting on the phone and doing uh cold callers to sellers um and this right. is a great system to do this um do you have any tips or anything to anyone who is uh you know wanting to get into this
0: yeah i think i think my tip is uh, as i coach a lot of newer people um they all think that the more information they have the easier it will be to take action but that's not true like i've talked to people who have been studying this for like years and they still barely make the calls or they still uh find it difficult to take the actions required because they think like they they lack the knowledge it's it's not that it's always hard even for me to pick up the phone and call somebody I, it's not i know what to say i know how to say it but sometimes i don't want to call anybody right or i don't want to text or i don't want to take do any work i'd rather chill Uh, but that, that, so if I think people confuse that, right. They're like, Oh, I'll feel more comfortable doing this with more time or more knowledge. It never gets comfortable. Uh, it always sucks. You know, it always sucks to like work. (laughs) So that's my, my advice to everyone that's probably listening to you or listens to me is, uh. It's great to listen to us, right? It's great to get information, but it's the no amount of information is going to make this feel comfortable to take action. You just got to do it. You got to be consistent, and that's how you make money.
1: Yeah, you get better at it. Longer, more you do it, better you get at it. First time is never going to be perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, Nathan, uh, let's talk about your business. Uh, You have a yeah, yeah.
0: So I have investorthrive.com. Uh, that is my business. Uh, what I teach is called painless wholesaling. It's the the pain, it's not painful, it's painless way to wholesale. Yeah. And that's what I do. I, I take people that are brand new in the industry and I show them the most efficient effective way to get started in real estate. And I believe that's through wholesaling because it requires no capital, requires uh, just time and energy and effort. Uh, so that's the best way I believe to get started. And that's what um, investorsdrive.com is. You can schedule a call with me. We can chat about it. Uh, it is a paid mentorship. If you want my time, you got to pay for it. But if you don't have money and you're broke, it's completely fine. You can go to my website and I give you uh, what's called the painless, I think it's called the Wholesaling Noob Starter Pack. So if you're a noob, it's okay. I was a noob. I started with $0 too. I had no money. So I, I want to give back to people who are in that situation as well. I give you a starter pack that gives you scripts, uh, a free course, um, my podcast, so you can listen. Uh, My YouTube channel has free training, a Facebook group, a community that you need help, literally everything you need, contract scripts for free uh, so you can take action. And then you're eventually going to need someone like me or someone else to kind of guide you because there are things that happen, right? You're going to have maybe a seller that has a lien on the property or judgment. You're like, I don't know what to do with that. So that's kind of why mentorships are helpful because you can have someone that has experience kind of help you out through the process. So that's that's what Investor Thrive is. That's my company. That's what I do. And I do, I wholesale on the side too. So I like my, my main job, my full-time job is coaching. Part-time I wholesale and it's pretty cool because part-time I make great money just wholesaling <laughs> and, and doing this stuff on the side.
1: That's awesome. And I'm guessing everything, all your handles are at Investor Thrive?
0: Everything, yeah. So if you go to com, you're gonna be able to get everything you need from me. Uh, that's all you need to go to.
1: Awesome. I think, uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna bet there's gonna be a lot of people to check that out, especially special, some free education and free education, just like listening to my podcast usually leads to, yeah, because they, they get the feel they get to know you. Um, so yeah, I, I love it. Um, Nathan, I really want to thank you for coming Appreciate on the show. It. This was great. Um, I don't do enough episodes on wholesaling, so I think this will have a lot of interest
0: yeah i appreciate you and we got to get you on mine as well i think i think we had something scheduled earlier but it might have crept up so let's get you back on there and i'll have to uh we'll have to get you on my podcast
1: awesome sounds great
0: cool thanks for having me